Hey, welcome to the Resolve Podcast, episode number 39. I'm Carly Tisano, a New Year's resolution coach, obsessed with all things goal setting, personal development, coaching, and of course, resolutions. One of my biggest goals is to help you reach yours. I'm here to provide the tools, support, and inspiration you need to reach your goals this year and every year, and to feel supported every day along the way. Today, I want to dive into our topic by sharing a story uh, behind the scenes, <laughs> glimpse into my life several years ago. This was back before I read quite as often as I do now, and back when I was trying to integrate reading as a habit in my daily life. And there were several ways that I was trying to do that, primarily through, of course, reading physical books and starting to utilize the library more and listening to audiobooks and finding different tools that made it easy or easier to do that. And I did have a stack of books that I was trying to read that, of course, I'd collected over the previous years when I wasn't doing much reading outside of academic studies. And I tried to spend most of my intentional reading time focused on reading personal development books or books about psychology or money, finances, things that I found interesting, but that were more beneficial, normally nonfiction, things that were constructive, as opposed to just reading fiction or novels. Although I did have some of those too that I wanted to read but I wasn't wanting to spend a lot of my intentional time reading those books. I wanted to spend most of my time on the constructive nonfiction reading. But since I did still have a few novels that I really wanted to get through, I was at a loss of where to fit them into the pattern and the rhythm of my daily life as I was trying to read those books that I also wanted to read, even if they weren't going to have as much of a long lasting beneficial impact on my life other than pure enjoyment. And I came up with this odd rhythm where I picked a book and I would keep it in my bathroom and I would only read it while I was brushing my teeth. Since I did it twice a day, every day, I had an opportunity at least twice a day to come in contact with this novel and read at least a page in the two plus minutes as I was brushing my teeth. And of course, sometimes it would turn into a much longer toothbrushing section, particularly if I was at a point in the book that was very high action or there was lots of stuff going on or great dialogue. But suffice it to say, there were several books that I finished just while brushing my teeth. Of course, not one time of brushing my teeth, but over several months, it was inevitable that page by page, I would get through these books and it made (laughs) brushing my teeth a much more enjoyable part of my day than just continuing listening to the audiobook that I was. And it was also such a non-consequential part of my day that it didn't feel like a big deal that I was reading these novels and kind of the cracks that naturally occurred. I was gonna brush my teeth anyway, and so taking that time that naturally occurred to do something that I also wanted to do but hadn't really found or made time for otherwise was such an interesting experiment, and that is not something that I do anymore. Now I just let the podcast that I'm probably listening to as I go about my day or the audiobook just continue to play as I brush my teeth as well. I don't intentionally (laughs) have a book that I keep just for teeth brushing, but it, was such an interesting experiment. And it's a great example of some of the tactics and strategies that we can use as we work to build and integrate habits into our daily life. Because a lot of the things that we want to achieve aren't just goals that we can check off, but they fall into the category of habits as well, being that there's something that we want to do, but it's not just something that we work towards and achieve and check off or even work towards and achieve and then move to the next level. Like maybe you ran a 5K and so now you want to work up to a half marathon or a marathon because those could still be considered incremental goals, but it's about the practice, the daily or weekly or (laughs) probably something in between habit of running every day or going to the gym or eating 
five or six fruits or vegetables every day or getting to bed at a certain time or brushing your teeth twice a day. Those habits, integrating other things that we want into our life on a regular basis, that is a certain kind of goal or a certain kind of resolution that is distinct from the kind that you can just check off. And oftentimes, since they are so much more repetitive and as such, sometimes they take a bit more effort and energy to truly integrate to the point where it becomes like just brushing our teeth, something that we do naturally without having to think much about it. It can take a bit more mental energy or a bit more planning in order to fully integrate it when it's not just something that we say, oh, I need to do this for a week or I need to follow these steps and then I'll be done. So today I'm going to talk about some of the different strategies that we can use in order to fully reach and integrate the habits that we want to have into our life. And a lot of times these are things that we can structure around like the in-between spaces or the little things or the tiny opportunities or gateway habits. We can utilize things like that in order to reach our goals by establishing these habits that, that we want to create or to integrate into our lives. So one of my favorite habit tricks is to use pairing. This is probably an idea that you've heard of, even if not within the context of habits or reaching your goals, but just there are certain wine and cheese pairings that go very well together or other food pairings like burgers and fries. There are great opportunities that we have to pair one thing with another. And a lot of times this will be used in terms of if you have a podcast that you really enjoy, you pair that with going to the gym. And then if you want to listen to that podcast, you have to go to the gym, but you've paired that podcast and the gym together. When you do one, you get the other. And it's a way that you can enjoy going to the gym a little bit more or look forward to it or know when it's going to happen. I don't love that pairing, honestly, because at least for me, most of the podcasts I listen to are weekly podcasts like this one. They come out once a week. I don't want my habit to be going to the gym once a week and especially not just to listen to a 30 minute or even an hour podcast. I want my habit to be much more integrated than that, probably more on a daily level. So for me, that doesn't really work. The pairing that I use is to just listen to whatever audiobook or podcast I'm listening to anyway while I'm at the gym, which to me isn't particularly compelling since that's what I do most of the time anyway in my free time or in my transitions, but it's something that I do enjoy listening to podcasts and audiobooks. So it makes it more likely I will do it, even if it's not a unique occurrence to listen to those things while I'm only at the gym. But so maybe you establish something similar, or maybe there's a particular genre that you only listen to while you're at the gym. There are some people who they only let themselves watch certain TV shows while they're on the treadmill um, or at the gym. So there's certainly ways that you could tweak it and make it work however it's going to work for you, but it's the idea of pairing ideally something you do like with probably the habit you're trying to start, particularly if it's one that is a bit harder, like for some people going to the gym is a harder habit to integrate. Another example of pairing would be when you get in the car, maybe you call a friend, of course, hands-free, but that's a way that you can stay in touch with people. Or you could say, especially if you find yourself going to coffee shops, maybe more than you want, you could say, I only go to coffee shops when I am meeting up with a friend. Or another example is I read a novel that I want to read while I'm brushing my teeth. Those are all examples of pairing where you take something that you want to do and you tie it to something that you already are doing or find yourself doing or want to do a different amount. It's just all about the connecting of two disparate things that aren't inherently connected that is going to get you closer to either establishing a habit that you want or reaching a goal that you want, becoming the person you want to be, establishing the lifestyle you want to have or something along that line. And pairing is super powerful. It's a great idea and you can apply it in any number of ways. So it's something that I encourage clients to do all the time. And it's really fun to think about all the different things you could pair, all the different ways that 
<laughs> you could get closer. And even if it's tying one thing to another, it can be, I do this and then I do this. What comes to mind is the idea of the book Tiny Habits, the author BJ Fogg talks about a bathroom push-up. So after every time he goes to the bathroom, he does a couple push-ups and that works for some people. <laughs> if that's something you wanted to integrate in your life, you could certainly try applying that, but that's not something that would work for everyone. But on the subject of that book, Tiny Habits is a fantastic book that really talks about breaking habits down to the most granular level and then taking from there and applying that idea to our lives. What is the tiniest thing you could do that you can get in the habit of doing and then get closer to establishing either the full habit or recognizing maybe just the tiny habit is what you need in order to get the ball in motion to then reach the full habit. So related to that is what I call gateway habits. So in order to go for a run, most likely you have to put on your running shoes. In order to meditate, you probably need to sit or lay on the ground in the position that you want to get into. In order to write a book, you have to sit down in front of a laptop with some kind of word processor open. <laughs> in order to read, you probably need to have a few books on your bedside table or on your shelf or audiobooks downloaded to your phone. Those are the things that make doing the actual thing that you wanna do possible. And working on establishing gateway habits is all about getting to the point where you have done that gateway step, whatever it is, putting on your shoes, sitting down at the computer, reaching for the book, because then once you've done that, actually following through on the habit becomes so much easier. Gretchen Rubin talks about when she was in high school or college and her dad was trying to get her to be a bit more active. And he said that all she needed to do each day was to put on her running shoes and to close the front door behind her. And that's such a great idea because once you've gone through that effort, once you have put on your shoes, you've closed the door, you're standing outside, the next inevitable step is to say, why don't I just go for a little bit? Or like, I can go for a little bit of a walk or I'll just go to the mailbox or I can go down the street or I can go down the street and then I'll turn around and walk back. And then if you do that, then the next day, you're more likely to do it again. If you've crossed the, crossed the threshold of your gateway habit. And then the next day, once you've gotten the habit of achieving the gateway habit and you outside and already that doesn't take that much effort to walk to the mailbox and back. Like maybe you can go a little bit further down the street and it's that way that you can slowly build up your habit more and more like at the gym, when you move up to the next level of weights, you're just gradually increasing your capacity by building the habit and strengthening the habit. But the key wasn't saying I want to run down the street or I want to sprint down the street. It was, I'm going to put my shoes on and close the door behind me or I'm gonna sit down at the computer and open the Word document, and I'm gonna sit here in front of the Word document for five minutes. If you're gonna sit in front of an empty Word document for five minutes with a cursor blinking, if you have any idea at all about what you wanna write, you're much more likely to start putting at least a few of the words down on paper. And back when I was in college, and again, now that I'm in grad school, I tend not to think about the grand assignment as a whole, although normally I will do that as I'm working on writing my research papers and everything, but to me, the first step is always, I'm gonna go open the format that I know I need to use and get it all prepared for this next paper that I'm gonna write. And then I probably know a little bit about what I'm gonna write here or there. I have some ideas, I remember these quotes and I'll pull them in. And so it's gradually, step by step, I build up to having an entire paper written. But for me, it's all about that gateway habit of opening the Word document and getting it prepped to write a new paper. And then the rest, I'm not gonna say comes easily, but it comes much more naturally because I took that first step and then once I've done that, the rest of it just comes so much more naturally. And before I know it, the paper is written. 
So I think that gateway habits and getting in the habit of establishing or at least noticing what gateway habits you need to establish or identify are is so powerful. And just like with meditation, if you say you want to figure out how to meditate, sometimes figuring out what that looks like and what to do and if there's an app you should use or if you should start listening to a podcast or like when during the day that should happen, if you can just determine when I get up, I'm going to sit on the floor cross-legged and close my eyes for two minutes. If you can just get yourself to do that, then you don't even have to focus or worry about what meditating looks like in that moment. But if you can establish that habit, then whatever meditation is going to look like or whatever you want meditation to look like is going to come much more naturally because you already have the place in which meditation can occur established in your life. So that is gateway habits, which I love. (laughs) I think that they are such a prime opportunity for us to do what we want and to just break it down into the tiniest steps possible and then the tiniest steps possible in order to do the things that we want to become the people that we want to be through those tiny steps and then by extension out of that we can do it in tiny moments just like brushing my teeth only took two minutes and over time those two minutes compounded to me reading entire books we can also utilize the other tiny spaces that exist in our lives to do whatever those other things are that we want to do. Because a lot of times it's in the tiny moments that we make tiny choices that then impact the entire course of our lives and the people that we become. It's that moment when you stand at the counter and you can either reach for your phone to order DoorDash or you can reach into the cabinet and grab an apple and have a snack. Like it's those tiny moments in which we have the opportunities to determine where our path is gonna lie. And there's nothing wrong with either of those things, whether you decide in that moment to have an apple or order DoorDash, there's no inherent right or wrong there. But it's in those moments that we have an opportunity. It's the moment when you have two minutes after your alarm went up, when you could meditate before it's time that you absolutely have to get out of bed. It's the two minutes that you already are brushing your teeth when you can stare off into space or listen to an audiobook or read a book. It's that moment after or maybe before you washed your hands when you're done going to the bathroom when you can decide I'm going to drop and do a couple of push-ups. It's the moment when you reach for your phone and you decide I'm going to listen to a podcast instead of putting on my favorite playlist. Those are the moments that we can establish a new habit. We have the opportunity every day or every time we find ourselves in that place often multiple times a day when we can establish tiny habits. And sometimes it's as easy as clicking the app next to the other app that you were going to click anyway. And we can do that to cultivate the habits that we want to develop to, as we talked about a couple weeks ago in episode 37, when we talked about the to-be list, and it's not to not just reach the goals or develop the habits that we want, but to become the people that we want to be, whether that's someone who meditates because they want to be mindful, someone who listens to podcasts because they want to learn about a certain topic, someone who closes the front door behind them and goes for a walk or a run because they want to be healthy and they want to take care of themselves. It's all about utilizing the opportunities that we have in the little moments, in the gateways, in the gaps that exist in our lives. We can take even those tiny breakdowns, those tiny opportunities, each one of them is an opportunity for us to become that person that we want to be through the execution of our habits and as we work towards reaching our goals. So habits are incredibly powerful. I hope that I have convinced you of that today. I'm sure you already know because there is a great disparity in the numbers, but people say between 40 and 95% of our lives are done on the basis of habit. The things that we do every day, some people like a lot more variety than others, but if you look at your life, the chances are day to day, much of your life, or at least on the scale of a week, 
your life looks probably largely the same as it did last week. And so by integrating or instigating habits that we want to develop to help us become the people that we want to be, particularly when it changes from being something we have to remind ourselves to do or plan to do, when it becomes something that is a truly integrated habit, it becomes part of that 40 to 95% of our lives that just happens automatically because it's something that we have fully integrated. And that's when our brain and our capacity is freed up so much to just do whatever else it is we want to do, whatever other goals we want to pursue that can help us to become even more of the person we want to be because we've already become then the person who's integrated these habits that we want to and become that version and that level of ourselves. We have then the opportunity to level up and to move on and to continue our growth and whatever opportunities or ways we want to in the future. So that is where the power of habits lies. I think that they are super exciting. I love thinking about habits and talking about habits and working with my clients on developing habits, whatever they may be as they work towards reaching their goals and keeping their resolutions. So today I encourage you to resolve to examine your habits and to identify which habits you want to integrate that you were thinking about integrating or that correlate to your goals and think about how using pairing or gateway habits or tiny spaces in your own life can help you build the habits that you want to develop. I think that we all have a toothbrushing book in us or in our lives that we can work on focusing and developing in a new way or to the next level. And so that is something that I would encourage you to think about. I think for me, one of the areas that I haven't focused too much on intentionally and that I have certainly been getting better at over the last couple months, even though it's not something specifically tied to my goal list, is just eating healthier. And that's something that I have the opportunity to do every time I go to eat food or make a meal or grab a snack. And I utilize pairing in a way that I do normally (laughs) when I make food or grab food in any way just by listening to audiobooks or podcasts as I do. But since that's something that I enjoy and I want to be part of my life as much as possible, I don't mind taking the extra time to grab healthy food, to prepare healthy food, make a healthy meal, get a healthy snack. If it takes any more time, I don't mind it because I have paired that activity with listening to podcasts or audiobooks, which is something that I inherently enjoy. Similarly, the gateway habit, one of the gateway habits that I have worked on developing is actually buying (laughs) healthy food, making sure that I don't just grab quick and easy stuff at the grocery store that I'm intentionally buying stuff I have to make or add to stuff that I'm making. And that is a key gateway habit because I can't make healthy food that I don't have without an extra trip to the grocery store, which kind of defeats the entire point. So when I am at the grocery store, I have made an intentional practice of buying the things that I actually want myself to be eating. And an even more gateway habit to that is making sure that when I make my list, my grocery list, which I do stick to very closely when I'm at the store, that I put the healthy things that I want to buy on the grocery list so that I can't say I forgot or didn't notice. I can intentionally plan ahead of time the things I'm going to buy and thus by extension, the things that I'm bringing into my home to eat. And then just like with everything else, there are the tiny moments when, of course, I can choose whether to order DoorDash or make a healthy meal. And it's even the tinier moments too, as far as am I going to eat breakfast or am I going to continue intermittent fasting? I do intermittent fasting most days, but of course, sometimes my brain likes to put up the argument of what if you just had breakfast today? Or if I am going to make a snack, what kind of snack am I going to make? Or what kind of snack am I going to pack if I'm leaving the house? Those are the tiny moments when I have the opportunity to determine 
which version of myself I want to live out. And of course, the version I want to become is the person who eats healthy and takes care of myself and my body and provides myself the nutrients and the energy that I need from the things that I eat. And so it's clear to me which food decisions I want to make, which options I want to provide myself. And so in those tiny moments, I make can make the right decision and build that habit of healthy eating and taking care of myself to become the person I want to be. So that is the way I'm applying today's topic to my own life, or at least one of the ways. And so I encourage you to resolve to do this exercise as well, figure out how you can use these habit strategies to get closer to the person you want to be and to doing the things that you want to do. So this week I am reading Atlas of the Heart, Mapping Meaningful Connection and the Language of the Human Experience by Brene Brown. It's her newest book. I have had it on my list for quite a while, but I haven't read it. I read pretty much all of Brene Brown's writings a couple years ago when I first really started to get into her and her work, which really then is a big part of what led me into coaching in the coaching world. I owe a lot of the fact that I'm here to her, but this isn't my favorite of her work. It's of course interesting and it's interesting to see how so much of her other work has developed to this point and what she's been working on over the last couple years, but it's just, it's not my favorite of hers, but it is very good and very powerful and the information is of course fantastic. So I'm enjoying the book, but it's not my favorite of hers. But of course, that's probably just because I have such a high standard and I love some of her other work so much. Today, I want to toast all of the audiobook apps because we've talked about audiobooks quite a bit during this episode and they are what enable me to get the vast majority of the reading that I do completed. And I love audiobooks. They're my favorite format to consume information. And luckily for me, there is such a fantastic library of audiobook options and resources out there. My favorite is the Libby app, which is connected to my library. Chances are your library has something similar and all of the digital audiobooks that the library has can be accessed through the Libby app. And you can of course put them on hold if they're not available. You can download them when they are, they're automatically returned when you're at least at our library, it's 21 days. When your 21 days are up, they go back to the library. Normally I finish my books before the 21 days are over and so I can return them early, but it is such a great resource. Another app that I love is the Scribd app. I've heard some discrepancy over how that's pronounced. It's S-C-R-I-B-D and they are a subscription service, but you get unlimited access to their library of eBooks and audiobooks. I think they also have magazines and even like sheet music and stuff, which I've never used any of those materials, but I have used their eBook and audiobook content, which is fantastic. There have been some complaints over them in years past where they say it's unlimited and it really isn't, but from my use of it recently, it has been unlimited. And I know because I use it a lot. So I have been very happy with that service lately and I've used it for years. It's not always the most glitch-free app, which is why I like the Libby app better and it just has a little bit of a smoother format, but the Scribd app is fantastic and has so many resources available, so many great books and audiobooks. And then of course there's Audible through Amazon where you can buy pretty much any audiobook that exists out there. I don't like that one quite as much because I don't like the high subscription fee and I don't like only having access to really the one book that I purchased every month. Although the upside to that is you do get to keep them forever. So for books that you really love, that's a great option. For me, I read so few books that I really love. Even now as I'm focusing on reading books I enjoy more, I like to know if I like a book before I buy it in any format. But you may be totally different than me, but those are the three audiobook apps that I have used and that I love. And of course, podcasting apps. There are so many out there I use and love Apple Podcasts. But whatever your preferred format is for consuming information, I'm sure there are so many great resources available. But if you are like me and enjoy audiobooks and want to 
explore them in new ways or explore them more or better or more deeply, then here are some great options that I love and that I definitely think are very toastworthy. <laughs> but with that, thanks for tuning into the Resolve Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Carly Tisano. I would love to connect with you. Don't forget to rate and review. It really helps other people find the show. And subscribe if you haven't already so that you don't miss another great episode next week. For the show notes or additional support and reaching your goals, check out carlytisano.com. Until next time, here's to all that lies ahead.